So in this episode, we're going to break down the different levels of awareness of the flow state on different levels and aspects of your being. Because a lot of people asked about this, asked about how can we use the flow state, how can we recognize our own intuition and things like that. So, but let's talk about that for this episode. Music by Flow. Check the description down below for more. Now, before we begin, I mean, I talk about my camera often, but I keep trying to fix this exposure and it's just not. Listen, I have all my curtains closed, okay? I know I have the sun on my window, but still, I can't make it any darker in here and I'm still looking like a fucking candle, so... It is what it is, I guess, you know? I don't know. But, um, in this episode we're gonna talk about the flow state, about awareness, about your intuition, because many people ask me about this. And um, it's not necessarily a difficult topic to talk about. The thing though with this is that it's very relative to the individual, right? Because the way my soul speaks through my body is not the same as that your soul speaks through your body, which is where you know practice comes into play so i will mention things and kind of like the mechanics i guess you would say and give some analogies as to how it works but for you in order in order for you to actually apply it you will have to well you don't have to do anything but if you want to use this find in your body how your body gives you the hints that come from your soul because that's, like I said, not going to be the same for everybody. So let's start simple. And let's use... Uh, we have different layers of our experience here, right? Many of us, before we spiritually awaken, we have a life. We live life. And there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with it, right? Now, there are people who were never really asleep. Um, so it's kind of different because you always knew there was something up. But either or, if you were never really asleep, or if you were and you were just living from the ego, that doesn't really seem to be an issue. Life seems to be okay, it might be a little stressful, but usually you don't figure that out until you're at a higher perspective, where you look down, so to speak, on where you were, and then you were like, oh god, I was quite stressful in that period, or... You know, it's like dropping a weight you didn't know you were carrying, and then when it's gone, you're like, oh, well, maybe this is better than where I was but in that phase you're in a certain dimension of life the physical the mental which is just it is a dimension of life and there's nothing wrong with it it has been here for duality so with duality so we could learn about good bad light dark up down all of these different polarities this is where the theory of relativity comes in right because one thing is relative to the other and that's why one thing is here, because it's here compared to there, or, you know, time and space. It's all just relativity, because of duality. In this certain dimension that most people live from, which is the ego, the mind, and in this other dimension, or in this dimension you have things like thought, emotion. Not exactly, because they are in the emotional plane. And in the mental plane but they are all still kind of part of duality right that they are 
not just a little bit. Because you have the physical, which is obviously part of duality. Then you have, you have different bodies, right? Then you have your emotional body, which is still part of duality, but it will be a little bit higher and deeper. If you would use the analogy of an onion, then we would for now, this is not to be taken literally, but be perfectly in the middle. And this, you don't have that much awareness of all the other layers that are there. And then the emotional one would be one layer above that. And you have the mental plane, which is another layer above that. And then usually, at least for this explanation, you would have divine oneness because above the mental plane, there isn't really duality. It's still in the mental plane because the mind has been designed and used in duality and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just what it is. But above that, what's above that? What's above the mind? Who observes the mind? That's the soul. That's who you really are. But the soul doesn't have duality. The soul is singularity. The soul was here before everything else was. The soul is... The soul just is. That's all it is. It just is. So it doesn't have this or that. It doesn't have do or don't. It's just being. It's always what it is. It's always existing and it always has been existing. So that will be another layer in this onion example. But the thing with all of these dimensions and, 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 uh, and planes, because these are just planes that we use, right? Your physical, your emotional, your mental bodies and planes. You are a multidimensional spiritual being. So you are in all of these planes simultaneously. But then we also have dimensions and which kind of plays into this, right? Because if you lower or if you raise your vibration, you would go through these planes. You would go from the physical to the emotional plane to the mental plane. And then you would connect with your soul more, be in the present moment. That's where your soul is. But there are also higher planes you hear about, like 3D, 4D, 5D, 6D, 7D. Some people even talk about 12D. 14d those are other planes as in our existence here right this was the third dimension it's not the third dimension anymore because we've been raising our frequency so much so you are already 45d ish but here you see how it all gets a bit confusing because talk about dimensions in that sense which is like our reality and then you also talk about dimensions in the sense of your physical body and how they are switching between different densities and different vibrations. And we all kind of use similar words, so it sounds confusing because it sounds contradicting. And that's because we don't really have the right words to explain all of these things. So just take the words as guides, because that's all they really are. The words are not the story here, right? The story needs to be felt. And we're already seven minutes in, but you know, this is just, just take the words for what resonates. Obviously, the, 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 um, what the word means kind of applies, but not fully. Anyway, I wanted to go more about flow state than anything in that regards, intuition, using your psychic abilities that we all have. But I first explained a little bit about those bodies that you use and about those different dimensions or awareness, levels of awareness. 
Then in the first one, you, you have obviously your ego, your body, those kinds of things, and then the mental and emotional body like I just talked about. If you think about perspectives and just let go of these dimensions and things a little bit, it might be a bit easier for you to grasp what I'm trying to say because many people think that you drop the mind at some point or the ego, which is the mind, the ego is the mind, right? Because they talk about ego death and about this and about that, but the ego never leaves, it never dies, neither does the mind, right? Because we use the mind, the, the whole universe, everything, it's all mental, it's all happening in your head. The thing is, you realize that you are not the mind, but that doesn't mean that you don't use the mind. It's just that you aren't used by the mind, that the mind isn't the master over you, but that you are the master over your mind, and that's where the whole game changes. And I call it a game now. It's not a game, it's life. But in a way, it is a game because it all responds to your actions, to what you're doing, just like it does in simulations and in video games. Although it's not a simulation, because a simulation would be simulating something that's already existed. And life is not a simulation because life is the original. What they do with games and movies and things, that would be a simulation because that is copied off of this. Anyway, where I'm going with this is saying that you are not dropping the mind at all. You are not dropping the ego either. You are simply realizing that you are not identifying with those things. Or well, that's what you're doing. You're realizing you're not those things, so you stop identifying with them. And that's where life gets easier because you realize you are the soul, you are above all of those things controlling them in a way now the word controlling might also sound contradicting because there's many things that we don't have control over physically energetically however we do because we placed it there but not necessarily just through actions but just through the way we use our mind the way we use our vibration the vibrations that we choose to send out that we choose to collect all of these things play in but why do i keep saying the mind it doesn't, be, doesn't have to be dropped, it can't be dropped, and the ego doesn't die. I say that because these things are most important for you to understand how to use your intuition and the flow state, and to mentally attune to all of these dimensions and things, because you can. You've always done that, you just didn't realize it. But you can't do that properly if you choose to drop the ego or not, I meant the mind, if you choose to drop the mind and destroy the ego. If you go that route, it gets harder on you, because both of those things are not possible while you are alive. Because in this human physical experience, you use the mind to create, and the ego is just part of this experience, and it's always going to be part of this experience. Now, it's not about the dropping the ego, so that's going to be for another talk. But I wanted to say this, because what we're gonna try to do is to mentally adjust our mind to different channels. If you look at it that way, it might be easier for you. Channels, perspectives, instead of dimensions and things, because then we oftentimes also think of a different place. But a dimension doesn't have to be another place, right? Where I'm sitting right now, where you are sitting right now, you are sitting within multiple dimensions at the same time. Just because you can't see them doesn't mean that they're not there. But many of these dimensions are starting to become visible because we have raised our frequency, which makes it capable, makes us capable 
to start to see these dimensions, feel these dimensions, instead of just communicate with them. Because here's the thing, all of these dimensions are part of the same source, right? We have duality here, which makes it seem like it's all separated. But at the core, they are all connected. And now you might not physically see an alien or a ghost or whatever, although some people can. You can always connect between these dimensions without boundaries. Okay? Communication is always possible. That's how angels and your guides and all of these types we name give you messages. Right? They're not in this dimension. They are constantly around you. You're never alone. There's always beings around you and more than you might think. Way more. Now it depends, right? But there's always a couple at least. Do you see them? No. Can you feel them? Yes. Can you hear them? In a way, not with words, although they can sometimes, but oftentimes they use other means of communication which you then translate into words. But doesn't mean that they're not there, just because you can't see them. And oftentimes you are already communicating with them in many different ways. You're already using your intuition, you're already using your flow state, it's just that you don't realize it. So now you know a bit about these dimensions, you know a little bit about these ways of seeing things or at least that they are there, right? That at first in your journey you're living from the ego, everything seems to be fine, then you raise your vibration for a little bit, you become more aware of things in life, of another way of being perhaps, and then you realize that that other way that you were doing before that was kind of stressful. And so it keeps going and going and going. Then eventually you come to a state where the ego isn't really the bitch that it used to be, it's not, you know, it's not such an asshole anymore because you realize that it's a part of you and if you feed it love and if you just be gentle with it, it will also be gentle with you. And thus you realize that the mind is key. So here's what you can do. Instead of trying to figure things out, You've realized all of these things, right? Should you just let the ego just be? Because most of the time, it will just shut the fuck up when you just let it do its thing. However, it takes time. So that's what I will explain for the ego, for flow state, for all of these things. How you can make sure that you are getting better at trusting yourself, following these things, following your intuition. Now, why is it that you're not capable of doing this the first time you try it. Or at least that it doesn't go as fluent as you would like it to go. Because you've never really been aware of how to do this, all right? The same with the ego at first. It's quite the battle, it seems like, to get rid of the ego, because that's how we look at it. Now, I've already explained that you're not gonna, get, gonna get rid of it. So gently, over time, you learn to use your mind and ego in a different way. You will see that if you just be gentle with it, it will be gentle with you. If you just let it do its thing, instead of trying to stop it, because that creates resistance, it will eventually kind of dissipate its energy. Right? It doesn't destroy because it just dissipates and then it transforms again. And just as the ego gets less and less aggressive over time, because you are more aware of using your being in another way, your intuition gets stronger and stronger over time. 
Why is this? Because there is a couple different ways of being. The first way we've already discussed, it's being in the mental space a lot. It's being stuck in this ego way of living in the physical dimension and it's also rigid and blah blah blah. When you do this, you take yourself out of the present moment because in the present moment there's only the soul. Because time is not real. Time is just an illusion. This is not an illusion. It is in a way because it's not the real world. But it's not because if you would put a knife in your arm, you would see it, you would still bleed, right? So that you could say that it is an illusion, but not in the way that the word illusion is designed, because that would mean that it would kind of all be fake. And it is because it's not the real, real world, but it's not so fake that you can just, right, you get the point. So when you live from the ego, that takes up the space. And you put yourself in the head, in the mental plane that we talked about. So the more you learn that there's another way of being, which is being with the soul, the more you switch this energy around. So you are more present in the present moment where your soul is, instead of being in the mental plane, creating psychological time, which is either reflecting on the past or worrying about the past or worrying about the future, mentally projecting things that might happen. Usually they don't, right? Because things change. I could go on a whole rant about that as well, but it's not really important right now. But the point is, it takes time to grow your awareness, like you grow a muscle. Because all you're doing when you're using your intuition in the flow state is your awareness. But because most of us are so used to living from this ego dimension, this ego plane, the mind and all of those tools, we don't have as much awareness. Well, we have, but we don't use it in the right place. We, we put it all into the mental space, we put it all into the ego. But that's not where the answers come from. That's not where the knowledge comes from, that's not where the energy comes from. The energy comes from the soul, which is in the present moment, and it usually mostly talks to the heart. The heart was there before your mind was, when you were growing in your mother's, mother's womb. The heart has a lot of answers, but it doesn't speak to you with words like the mind does. Now you might think, but if I follow my heart, I get hurt. Because you think in the ways of relationships and love and those kind of things. Which is actually not true. The only reason you get lost or hurt in that case, usually, pretty much 99% of the time, is because that love that you're following in that moment, even though you think you're following your heart, comes from the ego. And the ego just wants things, or needs things. The soul might want something, but there's no need. If it's, you know, it's just whatever. Not that it doesn't care, but it's not attached. And oftentimes when we chase love, we think from the heart, but it has all this mental baggage. It is more of a needy thing. It's usually more about lust and not about those. It's selfish, oftentimes. Anyway. When you learn to get more of your soul in, more of this awareness, in the present moment, over time, that is when you realize how your soul speaks through your body and how you can use your intuition and your flow state better. Because you get more awareness. Kind of think of a good analogy, but it really doesn't matter what it is that you take as an analogy because it is just practice, right? It is just using 
your body in a different way, your spirit in a different way, your mind in a different way. And because you've not done that, as long as you've been alive, at least not consciously, and maybe for a couple of years or a decade now, I don't know when you woke up, but you get the point. It takes over time, it takes over time practice in order to get good at this. So what can you expect? And I'll round it up for a little bit because, you know, with some, uh, what you can expect is, first of all, that you need to forget about time, as in, if you want to grow this, your awareness and your ability to use your intuition and everything. You might think, okay, it's going to take me this amount of time in order to get good at it. No. You might think, okay, I can achieve certain things, certain outcomes, when I get good at this. No. You might think, and that's where it stops. No thinking. No outcome. I was going to say no intentions, but that's going to be a little difficult because we always have intentions. But your only intention should be to be. Okay? Here's where it gets trippy, and here's where a lot of people probably don't even find an answer in this video, even though there's a lot of answers in this video. No thinking. Not at all. Just being. Usually we think we have to do something so we can have something and then we can be or whatever right we always think we have to work hard we have to do this we have to do that we have to no you simply have to be when you be the rest will follow but we have twisted this around for years because we lived from the ego and the mind which is kind of we're kind of flipping this whole thing around instead of living from the ego like we did we are starting to live from the heart and soul and there you're just being first and i guess i'll explain a little bit why that is i was gonna round it off but you might think i still haven't got many answers onto how i need to read my intuition well you will you heard me talk about this mental or this physical plane the mental plane uh the physical plane the emotional plane the mental plane right I've discussed this before, but how you manifest this in all of those planes. You have a thought, okay? This goes out into the mental plane. There it's just doing its thing, it's vibing, it's whatever. The more energy you put into this, the stronger it gets. Well, it also has to find the emotional match in the emotional plane, which is how you can attract things, right? You get a thought, then you have to find the right emotional match. They match, then they go to the other dimension, which is the physical dimension, and they manifest. They attract to you whatever it is that you vibrationally put into these other two dimensions, which is also why it takes quote unquote time, because you create time by not being vibrationally matched up with what you're trying to resonate with, trying to manifest, or because you keep sending out so many different things that it all has to accumulate over time and it, it keeps saying time it's not actually about time but it's about the vibrations anyway it takes a little bit for what you send out to come back sometimes sometimes it goes really fast 
sometimes it goes really slow but the trick is that you have to be what you want to get you have to be what you want to see you have to be what you want to have so you don't go out seeking for things no you let those things find you by being what it is that you want and it's trippy and it's difficult i know to the mind because you're like okay i want to achieve this certain goal i have a dream house or i have a dream this or that blah 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 so you will be like wouldn't i have to do stuff in order to get that yes but the initial part is the being because when you be and yes that does sometimes mean you have to make sacrifices you have to leave certain things behind you have to do this you have to do this because you're vibrationally aligning with what it is that you want to have so if you have certain habits in your life that from which you know do not vibrationally match up with what it is that you're trying to align into your reality then obviously the thing you need to do is to stop being what you are being in that moment and choose to be the thing that fits what you want see just when someone like me says you need to be does not mean you need to not do anything this is for where for many people the law of attraction doesn't work because you also have the law of inspired action so here's my answer to how to use your flow state and your intuition and everything after 25 minutes the first thing you need to do again you don't need to do anything but if you're serious about all of this is let go of the mind and ego and see them for what they are tools and that you are not them you realize that you are the soul so you start to be the soul in order to be the soul you have to be in the present moment not creating psychological time not projecting the future not worrying about the past ain't nobody gives a fuck that happened it is what it is you go through it you feel the thing you let go because you're here now right the ego will always chatter about something in the future or something in the past and it will never talk about the present moment only in a negative sense because the ego cannot exist in the now because there is your soul thus what do you do to use more of your intuition to use more of your flow state you be in the present moment now then after the being you can take action inspired action it doesn't mean you have to take a thousand actions no because you being you are being in the present moment you let go of the mind and the ego you let them just do whatever you're not trying to control them they just they just be as well because when you are being they can't really do very much when you do this you will realize that your intuition your flow state that all of these things just come in not through thought but through the heart through the emotions and the feelings not even just the emotions mostly the feelings you will feel exactly what you need to do when you need to do it when you are in the present moment because the mind will be still there won't be any background chatter now this doesn't mean that the mind never pops up any thoughts because you still have conversations with things in your head okay sounds like we're all crazy but just like i explained earlier in this episode there's communication between all dimensions so yes there's still gonna be things popping up in your head but it won't be as aggressive you will know that it's your intuition when it's not aggressive when it's calm peaceful 
and loving. It's not gonna be someone smacking you in the head. That's the ego. The ego is loud, aggressive, and it always has to get its point across. Your intuition is not gonna be like that. Your intuition is chilly, it's just there, it's whatever. And if you don't listen, it will try to find another way. So that's another way for you to recognize that something comes from intuition. It will try to send you a message in form A, but if you ignore that or if you don't get it, it will send the same message in another medium, in another way. It will, it will try to repeat the same message in different ways, but it will always be subtle, calming and loving. The ego can do the same thing, can be very stubborn, but it will just smash through every wall that you put up, so to speak. You will know that it's the ego because it will be stamping on the floor, right? You don't hear this soul doing that because the soul is floating around like a beautiful bird trying to sing you a song, but you're not listening. So, did I give really did I give an answer in this episode to how to use your flow state and everything? I think I did. Probably not the answer people were wanting to have. But it's better for someone to understand how this shit works so they can figure out on their own how their intuition works than someone else telling them this is the only way. Because I'm not really about that. Because there's more than one way. There's infinite ways. And I will talk more about this all in the future. About the actual reading of the energies, right? This is more of an explanation of how these things move through you. And how you can mentally attune and whatnot. Um, the thing, Ryan never really talk about the reading of the energy too much. Is because it's so fucking relative. That I want to do it in the right way. So I don't force my way upon someone else I won't do it like that anyway but many people will just take what I say and run with it because you know they think that I know it's not that I don't know it's that with this there isn't one right way it's so individually uh, decorated right that a, that a certain feeling that to me might intuitively, intuitively Jesus, feel negative for another being, that exact same feeling can actually be something good, right? For me, okay, I will give one example. If there's a being in the room that's not good, my feet burn like hell. They are on fire. And for many people, the same thing happens. But I know people that have that same feeling, but not when something negative happens. Usually, it's not negative at all. It's the exact same feeling, trust me, we've discussed, we've tried to like figure out like, hey, are we actually saying the same thing, we feel it the same way, and we did. And for me it's always, when it feels like that, I haven't really explained how it felt now, but it's always negative. If there's positive being, it feels different. But for them, the same feeling was not negative. So, this video is more about the workings of these things than actual how it feels, because like I said just again, like a minute ago, it's not the same for everybody and I don't want to give people information that's gonna fuck them up in their heads because it did for me a while ago years ago like years and years ago and somebody just like we can sometimes run away with the information that we think is helping us but it's not and I don't want to spread that so I hope this gave some answers if you want more answers more specifically just ask them in the comments like I said it's not that I'm never gonna make a video about those kinds of readings of energy it's just that it's so individualized, it's it's hard. Okay, anyway, that's it for this one. Quite the ramble as always. Hope you have a great day. I'll see you in the next one.
Bye-bye.